Welcome back, fight fans. Uh, welcome back to another edition of Raps on TV. What a weekend of world-level boxing as our very own Anthony Joshua won the WBA heavyweight title to add the IBF and WBA to become the undis- un- unified heavyweight champion of the world. And obviously, he's now clearly the biggest star in world boxing. In today's today's show, we're going to review the fight. Um, we're also going to discuss, the, you know, whether the spectacle was what was expected. You know, was uh, Parker's negativity ha- ha- did it have an impact on the fight? We're going to analyze the heavyweight landscape, review the potential for an AJ Wilder unification, and the referee and how he impacted on the fight. Um, Call in the studio on 01506 243403 if you're in the UK. If you want to dial in from the US, do plus one eight one eight seven nine four seven zero zero four. I'm joined by Tom of Raps on TV. Unfortunately, Kodjo couldn't make it tonight. He's uh, off sunning himself in sunny Dubai, but he's calling into the studio. Uh, so, Tom, over to you, mate. Yeah, how you doing, Anam? Uh, it's good to be back. Another week down. Um, also going to touch on uh, wins for Ryan Burnett and Josh Kelly on the undercard. Uh, going to talk about a potential uh, World Boxing Super Series uh, bantamweight tournament. See if uh, Burnett gets put into that that mix. Um, obviously mentioned of uh, Zolani Tete, a potential fight hopefully down the line for boxing fans to um, get that one uh, concluded. And uh, yeah, just um, talk about uh, Kelly stepping up in his sixth fight against a former world champion in Carlos Molina. Um, good, good performance. Um, definitely demonstrated... Uh, you know, his flashy style and uh, good boxing skills to get through that uh, test. Uh, we're also going to touch on a fight that's gone uh, a bit under the radar in the last few weeks in uh, Caleb Truax defending his IBF super middleweight title against uh, James DeGale. And uh, yeah, just the main focus really is just reviewing that massive fight from the weekend. Um, possibly didn't live up to expectation, but uh, we'll talk through that. So yeah, back to you, Anam. So, um, just uh, Tom, how, how did you how did you assess the fight? What did you make of the fight overall? Bit of a bit of a stinker, really, in my in my opinion. Um, to be fair, I think um, it was a case of you know Parker being quite reluctant to engage. He was uh, slightly negative at the start um, in the opening exchanges, and um, Joshua obviously managed to uh, gauge the distance between him and Parker. Uh, was able to sort of see the rounds out and. Um, close through the uh the fight down the stretch so it was a pretty comfortable win for him yeah <clears throat> i think I, I i would have to agree with that as well um it was a it was a comfortable win but you know given the the expectations behind the fight given the build up of the fight the number of fans there you know the music the royal guards everything you know the eyes of the boxing world you know something like 120 130 countries have bought, bought this bought this event you know, people like Deontay Wilder and his team, everyone's going to be looking at this. You know, literally, it's uh, something like one billion people were expected to watch this fight. You know, based on that, I thought it was a bit of a letdown. It was a massive letdown, you know. Um, I thought both fighters fought very, very negatively. Um, and they could have done they could have done a lot better, in my opinion. Why do you think uh, Parker was so uh, reluctant to engage on the inside? I think it was fair to say that going into the fight, the uh, the real success that Parker would have had, you know, against someone uh, with the stature of AJ was to get in the inside and uh, land a flurry of combinations because we've seen in previous fights he's got quick hands, he's able to get in and out. So why do you think he was unable to do that on the night? Well, I think there was a couple of factors. Um, you know, one of them was discussed at the post-fight conference by his team. Um, he had a big disadvantage in terms of reach. 
you know, there's something like six to eight inch reach advantage by Joshua. So what does that mean? It means he has to come on the inside and fight, right? He's obviously going to be, clearly he's going to be very, very aware of AJ's knockout power, uh, his ability just to, you know, push people behind. And it's, it's, it's risky, so he has to be, be very, very cautious. You'd expect that to start. But every time he saw, like, tried to engage, you're coming close. So he managed to even get on the inside. The referee would just come in and Break stop it, it. You know, that's a ma you know, massive bit of criticism and something we're going to pick up later on. Um, I mean, what do you think? I mean, did you think the fight met the expectations? Well, I think with the interference of the ref uh, in large parts of the fight, I think it kind of, um, you know, stopped the fluidity of the fight and yeah. uh, breaking up, you know, what could have been an all-out war on the inside if the ref had let, uh, managed to let it go, um, you know, let them fight. It would have been a, probably a different contest, but I don't think you can solely uh, blame the ref. I think if Parker had come forward a little bit more, you know, throw a few feints and try and get in the inside and land those combinations, then I think it would have probably backed off AJ a little bit more. But I think yeah. at the start, uh, AJ knew he had the uh, distance and uh, he had the physical um, advantages over Parker. All right, so let's bring in Tim Wilder's spokesman, Mr. Kojo Kwarteng, into the conversation. Kojo, yeah. hello. Um, hello. Yeah, you there? I, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Team Wilder spokesman. Yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> no. how, how, did you I mean, look, how did you assist the fight, man? Um, I mean, obviously, uh, one thing you forgot to mention, we were obviously in the building, so um, we were able to absorb the energy, kind of get a feeling for what fans felt kind of leaving the stadium as well. Um, whilst there, um, obviously slightly different, um, I wasn't in, massively impressed in the sense of I was... I predicted Joshua to stop him. I thought he was going to come out and show something to kind of maybe reinforce the fact that he could, you know, wipe out Wilder. Um, I was hoping to see a bit more speed, looking to see a lot of combination punches. Um, I think it was definitely a tactical fight um, in terms of fighting behind the jab. Um, Parker, was was he better than what I expected? Slightly because he went 12 rounds, but I agree with Tom. I don't think he really pushed himself enough either. Um you knew you had a disadvantage going into this fight in terms of the reach. So I don't feel, you know, he stepped on the gas enough, and I haven't seen him do that in the past. I don't know what you guys think um, about the referee, but, yeah, do you think fans have a right to be sort of, like, critical of that? Or, you know, do you think there was an advantage for either fighter? Yeah, 100%. You know, <clears throat> if you look at, I mean, let, let's go through it. While he was being, I mean, we were at the stadium, we came back and I watched the replay on TV again. There was criticism from Adam Smith of Sky while the fight was going on. I watched HBO uh, uh, when, when they put the fight on, uh, not, sorry, Showtime. They were saying the same kind of thing. We saw what Dillian White had to say after the fight. And the majority of found outlets and social media, when they were discussing it, clearly, clearly there is a feeling that the referee was interfering way, way, way too much. There was a massive impact on this, right? From Team Parker's perspective, the guy, you know, the guy couldn't speak Italian at all. So that was a, sorry, English at all. That was a bad, bad, bad choice because he could not communicate with anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Barry asked him at the start, you know, how, how are you going to be managing this fight? And the guy was just speaking Italian. He just couldn't understand anything, right? But he was given reassurance by the BBOC, you know, British Boxing, Boxing, British Boxing Board of Control, that it's a quality ref and he's going to do his job well. 
So how does this impact the fight? When, as I was saying before, you know, what you know, Parker's got a, a reach disadvantage, you know, six to eight inches, right? So he has to come inside to fight. If he isn't being allowed to fight on the inside, how on earth is he going to be expected to see through his game plan? So, yeah, he had a big impact, in my opinion, you know, and that, that was stated by Kevin Barry in the post-fight conference as well. And uh, Coach, just touching on the uh, the actual action and the uh, tactics brought by uh, Team Parker, do you think there was any significant tactics from um, Parker? Do you think it was uh, he was a bit obviously mentioned that he was quite negative in the early exchanges? Uh, but do you think like uh, picturing down the stretch, you know, if the fight was to go the distance, do you think there was any real tactics implemented by Team Parker? I mean, I would say yes, there were tactics, but I don't think. They, they're the type of tactics you use to win fights, in my opinion, at this level against an opponent like Joshua. Um, for example, you know, he was, uh, he was re- regularly fainting the jab. So, you know, when that fight finished, I said, I really want to see the punch stats for this to see what else I learned from it. And for me, you see that Parker threw a lot of jabs, but landed very few. So his game plan was clearly to prevent Joshua to kind of jump on top of him just by keeping out that jab and fainting it. Sometimes it was touching the glove, sometimes it was just touching nothing. So, mm. you know, is that a tactic? Yes, but is that a win? Should you win fights that way? I would say no. Um, so, I, for me, I don't think Parker does enough. That's why I don't yeah. think he was that disgruntled. Um, I think it was interesting, um, did they, when you say tactics, they took away the big punch from Joshua because he kept quite mobile. So, I would say that worked in their favour. Mm. Um, so, would they be disheartened? I think not massively. Um, but, I mean, I, think, I don't think they can be too disgruntled with the result. Um, I think their tactics came off. They fought a guy that knew how to nullify it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think one thing I learned from this is Joshua, you know, when you've got a mobile target, he, does, you know, he finds it quite difficult to connect with them. And that's going to be a very, very yeah. interesting factor when he fights Wilder. So I'm just thinking, guys, I think, let, I'm thinking of putting a few guys through, co- covering off this topic with some of the yeah. listeners, and then we'll get back to Joshua and Wilder. So uh, yeah. we've got 516-516. Hello? Guys, how are you? Hi, who's that? Palm from Pro Boxers, mate, TKO. What's happening? Palm, how are you doing, man? You're right. How's life, mate? I like Palm. Good, good, good. How you doing, guys? You all right? I'm good, Palm. What's life? How's life treating you these days? Life's good, mate. Life's good. Um, just been focusing on the media as myself. And uh, as you can see, mate, I've just been focusing on my health a little bit. So yeah. dropped, a, dropped a few pounds, shall we say. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, and just, uh, you know, keep up the good work. Yeah. And uh, just happy to be on air, guys, just to yeah, share my well views done. as well. well you on, mate. I see you become very active on social media, letting us know when you're having coffee and so. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, welcome anytime, mate. Yeah, no problem. Uh, next time you have one, let us know. Um, now, so listen, mate, how did you assess the fight, Palm, number one? Did the fight make, meet the oh, expectations t- and the build-up at the atmosphere and the sheer size of the event? And why was yep. Parker so reluctant to engage? Those three questions, mate. Mate, I missed the second one. What was the second question? Did the fight, you know, the overall performance of the fight, did it meet the expectations and significance of the event itself? You know what, mate? I'm going to start with that question because I think you sort of hit the nail on the head yourself as well. I mean, nobody knows what it's like to go out in front of 80,000, 90,000 people and perform. Um, and, you know... 
Joshua done it 90,000 Wembley in front of Klitschko, a seesaw of a fight that ultimately came out on top. Um, you know, the Parker fight, I think everybody thought, listen, me included, I thought Josh would um, ultimately stop him. And I went for round six to eight. And it just shows you how many of us got it wrong. Um, you know what? In watching the fight, um, I, I was unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't catch uh, the, a lot of the undercard, but watching the main event, I, my, my straight away, my opinion was Josh could have done a bit more. Um, you know, Parker could have stepped in more. Obviously, the ref could have laid off a bit more. But, it, you know, and then but after that, talking to some of, you know, the same with you guys, some of the industry colleagues, it's hard to be critical. Um, in fact, I spoke to, a, uh, spoke to a referee today. And, and it's a bit like, you know, that old cliche, unless you've been in the ring yourself, mm. you know, shut the, shut the hell up. And, and he said that. He said, look, OK, I know a lot of people said the ref uh, had a stinker, um, but unless you've been in there and you've judged or you've refereed a fight in front of 80,000, 90,000 people, you shouldn't be talking. I'm but, sorry, I, 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 I don't subscribe to that view. If you're going to subscribe to that view, then don't take money off the fans. You see what I'm trying to say? People are paying to be there, man. Do you know what I mean? And the referee's getting paid, you know, so I don't subscribe to that at all. If, they, if you know, if you want to have that view and the fight wants to have that view, well, sorry, mate, then don't expect people to pay to watch, watch you. You know, you're selling your product, you know, at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. And in fact, um, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, Dana White, obviously from the UFC, mm. he put an Instagram post um, of, of a picture of this guy and said, who let this uh, bum referee the fight? Mm. So I don't know. I mean, but certainly it, it, it did seem that every time Parker came in on the inside, and was doing some good work. I actually thought on a couple of occasions he shook Josh. But Josh, at the end of the fight, was very, very honest in terms of saying, and, and maybe that's the respect he had for Parker, saying that the plan was always to fight behind the jack. Mm. And I think, honestly, when he fights, and it will happen, um, I honestly don't see him and Wilder fighting this year. That's my personal opinion. I think when they do fight, mate, he'll be fighting the same tactics. Because Wilder is wild, and he's got a heavy right hand. So I think that's what he'd be doing. You you may see another. Um, I don't know how you guys saw the fight. I thought again, um, yeah, Josh could have done more. I thought certainly Parker could have stepped in more. But that, that that is one thing I did find a bit strange because this is top level. Yeah, you've got the occasion. You've got eighty thousand people there. Da 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 da. But he's also, you know, Joe Joe Parker's an experienced champion. You've got Kevin Barry in the corner, and I just thought even in the middle rounds, you know. Maybe Kevin would say to him, "Listen, this is, you, we need to, you know, route A is not working. Let's go with route B." And it it didn't mm. seem to be, didn't seem to happen, did it, guys? No, it didn't. It didn't at all. Um, Palm, listen, we're going to be talking about Joshua and Wilder and a few other topics. So do stay on the line. We're going to be putting mm. you through back on later on again. So do make sure. Thanks for calling yep. in, mate. Yeah, and just do stay on the line. Cheers, mate. No problem, guys. All the best. All the best, mate. Keep Cheers. it up. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thanks. Cheers. One thing I do want to say on that, um, I think with the with the ref, um, I think look the key thing. I think Parker's right. You know, it's, it is hard to be overcritical. I just think, you know, it's good to get a bit more detail in terms of his last few fights. You know, just because we're not referees, we don't understand the rules. You still have leagues and elite referees, just like in football. You have certain referees that manage and ref the big fights. And I think for this type of fight, I don't see why someone like Terry O'Connor Connor, mm. even for maybe his, his flaws, arguably, should be should be refing the Josh Kelly fight. And you've yeah. got this unknown Italian coming in 
wrestling as the biggest unification fight. Doesn't speak um, English. It's bad. We got both fights speaking English from, from the state. So what I will say though, um, and Palm touched on something, I wanted to say that for me, you know, again, we didn't see enough combinations being thrown from Joshua, so it was like it wasn't a great performance. But he fought by the jab, which is going to not going to be entertaining for the fans. Mm-hmm. What I did see though, and I'm still not. I think we saw a slight flaw that when he does get hit, he can be startled. If you guys look over back to the fifth round, mm. Parker lands an uppercut, mm. and you see Joshua's legs position, how feet his wide get, freezes mm. up a bit, and Parker just didn't jump on him. So mm. I would ask people to go back, watch that fifth round, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. But yeah, over to you, I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm going to let through uh, 985, 985, hello. Hello, yeah. there, can you hear me, guys? Hello, Dan, how you doing, you mate? Hear? You all right? How you, how you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Dan, I'm just going to let Kojo through just to basically ask you a couple of questions and Thomas will take the next one. Kojo, over to you, mate. So, yes, Steve, mate, what do you think of the fight? You know what? I didn't see all, all of the fight, but to be honest with you, what I did see, um, I thought Parker done all right, to be fair. If I'm being honest with you, I think Parker done all right. Um, Joshua isn't the finished article and uh, I think he's going to have a few problems, mate. So, um, I think he needs to sharpen up a little bit, to be fair. Daniel, um, they spoke about fighting behind the jab um, and trying to box. A little bit, you know, there's rumours that he's been speaking to Klitschko. We know he was with the Mayweather camp. So, these are two guys, defensive, you know, intelligent fighters. Do you think that one... Wilder would be afraid of anything that he saw, and two, do you think Fury would be afraid of anything that he saw that night? Um, I think, to be honest with you, no. I think I think he'll beat Wilder, mm-hmm. but I think Fury, Fury will beat him. Mm. Fury right. will beat him. Um, he'll outbox him. He'll outbox him all night. He'll just he'll but he'll take the piss out of him. Mm. He will. Straight. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Even, if, <coughs> even listen, let me tell you something, right? Even if he fights Parker again, he'll fucking lose. Trust me. Okay. Yeah, I think with Fury as that's well. How yeah. Right. That, that, that's how I feel. But against Fury, all day he'll lose. Wilder, just wild, and he'll just he'll just stick to the game plan he tried to do on Saturday. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah. But I, but to be honest with you. Parker, I think if Parker fight him again, he'd lose, mate. So um, that's that's my opinion. I'm I'm not too impressed with Joshua to be to be honest with you. That's just me. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think he's there for the taking. To be honest, no problem. Yeah, Dan. Listen, mate, stay on the line. We're going to be talking about Joshua and Wilder, the significance of that fight a bit later on. So do stay on the line. We're going to put you back through again. Um, thank you very All much right, for no calling. Way. Cheers, mate. We got nine one eight on the line. Nine one eight. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay. How you yeah. doing? You right? Hi, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Thank How you. How you doing, Frank? I, Frank. I, I, I complete. I, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah. Thank you very much for calling I, in, mate. Over to you, Thomas. How you doing, Frank? It's Tom here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah just give us your uh, overall assessment of the fight. Uh, do you think it lived up to the expectations, I, I, or were you disappointed do, in both? Do, do you know, do you know, before the fight, everyone was saying about AJ how he gets gassed up, but AJ proved everyone wrong. He went twelve rounds. He jabbed. He controlled the fight. You know, I think it, it was a brilliant performance from him. You know, you know, not not just 
he's a knockout artist. He can fight as well. He can box. And that's what he proved to everyone. I think all these people are slating him, but it's like Floyd. Why should he get hit and that? He controlled the fight. Or whatever. Yeah, and but I, I, I see, I think Frank, I wouldn't agree with that. On. I wouldn't agree with that. If, if he wasn't the back foot, not getting a hit, right. then I'll say he's like Floyd. But he was on the front foot for most of the fight. He was doing the attacking, mm. right? And he was missing a lot. So what? What my assessment of yeah, that but you is? Got understand, yeah, but you got to understand. Parker's no, no fool, mate. Parker's yeah, I understand he, that. He's but, but, fire. I, I know, but what no. I'm trying to say is a very difficult, different thing from Floyd Mayweather, isn't it? What we're seeing here is AJ. Right, but look, Floyd Mayweather is mm. someone who's defensively brilliant, right? You can't touch him because the guy's moving. He's completely opposite. Right, Joshua isn't on the back foot, being defensive, evading punches, slipping punches. He's on the front foot. He's going for a man, right? And what we've seen is, you know, you know, and this, this is this is the fact of the matter. You know, when there was a mobile target, he didn't, you know, he couldn't connect well. If you've got a stationary target, it's very easy for AJ to take these people out. You know, so I, I would disagree with that, mate. I mean, I don't think it was a fantastic performance, to be honest. You know, I think he could have done a lot what? more. He could have been a lot more aggressive. Uh, he wanted to. He, do. He, he done what he needed to. You know, he. He's not. He's not stupid now. He's not going to go all out, get caught, and get knocked out. You know, he's he's been vigilant. You know, he's he's got the most of the belts and the Wilder fight. And I really do think he'll beat Wilder because Wilder makes mistakes and AJ don't make mistakes. He'll he'll take him out. Yeah. You know, that's my opinion. I have to and agree as well. Him. And I think as well with Wilder. Um, you know, being so reckless at times. If he steps in, yeah. um, and you know his feet are not always you know positioned. Um. You know, there's not really much balance to to his um his come forward uh, style, and I think if he walks onto something big from AJ, um or anyone that sort of hits and then moves off you, I think he'll be in uh, a world of trouble. Um, but Frank, I just wanted yeah, to ask, on, um, you're obviously going under the um sort of opinion that uh, we saw a different side to uh, AJ and that he was able to um you know be composed mm. in there and coast through the uh, rounds against Parker. Um, but do you think it's a case of now when he steps up against someone like um, Wilder, he's going to need to, um, you know, polish off those uh, rust, uh, those that rust and that uh, those flaws in his um, in his style? Definitely, you know, like before, like when we fought his last fight, he was, he was getting gassed out, and now I think what he's learned to do is adapt to the fighters, and I, and I, and I think I will, I, I think he'll beat Wilder, and, and I don't think Fury is going to come back, and Fury will get knocked out from him anyway. Brilliant. I personally think it's brilliant from performing from AJ. I think he'd done the right thing. You know, obviously the fans are not happy because they didn't see the knockouts, but, you know, he didn't want to get hit because mm. he used to get hit by get knocked out. So he's going to play it cool. And overall, I think it was a good performance from him. You know? Okay. Frank, That's my opinion. You know? Frank, stay on the, the line. Right Stay on the line. We're going to be no talking, about, talk, talking about Joshua and Wilder in, in a few minutes. We've got a few other guys on the line, so let's get them through and then we'll go on to the next topic. So we've got... Uh, so we've got... 269? 269. Hi, guys. Hi, Jason. How you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Nam? I'm good, man. Hello, Jason. What do you think of the fight and Hi, the performance? Doing, what do you think of the fight? Yes, being man, Jason. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I watched the fight. Um, in all honesty, I actually called for AJ winning uh, for 12 rounds on points. Mm. Um, and that was really due to the fact that I just didn't think that he would knock him out. But, um, yeah, as we can see, it, he, he didn't knock him out. I guess it was his game plan. But to be honest, I, I wasn't too impressed with Joshua. I was more impressed with... Um, Parker, although he didn't win. Mm. 
And I could state that Joshua did win the fight, but I just wasn't too impressed with him. So why do you um, think he's going to go 12 you know, rounds, Chase? I just don't feel that... Um, I think as Joshua's stepping up in levels, I think we're actually seeing that he isn't really that great. Um, you know, I'm going to be terrorised for saying this, but that's what I truly believe. Mm. Um, and like... You know, I've been listening to all the press. Most most of the press was in regards to Joshua versus Wilder. Mm. And after that win, I do not think he would beat Wilder. Definitely don't think so. Yeah. Um, so I thought his, just... head, his head movement was, wasn't really that great in regards to Parker. I felt he was scared to actually get punched by Parker. Mm. Um, another thing I saw, I mean, the referee was bad. However, I think that was in AJ's advantage, really and truly. Because um, I saw, when they were close, um, I saw Parker letting off a few combos like on the inside, basically. And Joshua tried to um, throw a couple of combos, but it wasn't really connected when they were inside. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I what do you think about the What do you think about the referee, Jason? Yeah, so... I mean, the referee was splitting it up a lot, but I, I do, like I said, I do believe that um, that that actually helps Joshua because when they were close together, I saw Joshua uh, throw a few punches, but they weren't connecting. Mm. It was actually Parker's punches that was connecting. Yeah, I saw like two real good combina- combos, and it was like three or four hooks to the body that Parker um, did, did let off, basically. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I never thought Parker would have won that fight. Um, how he fought, I, I think he fought good anyway. But, I mean, I feel like a true heavyweight champion like Joshua is, I, I thought he would have smoked him really, but yeah. you know, he didn't. <clears throat> I think that's what the vast majority of um, fans were thinking, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be nine nine rounds through, not between 9 to 12, he's going to knock him out. Yeah, no, I, I did call for 12 rounds. Um, so, like, yeah, just in regards to him fighting Wilder, though, I think we need to give Wilder more credit than, than we give him. You know, we say he's wild and that. Mm. But I feel like Wilder starts throwing these wild shots. And it's, I feel it's, he, he does that when he smells blood, when he knows the person mm. is basically... That there's like a problem like they're dazzled or something he'll see that and he'll basically go after them mm. and I, I just feel I don't feel that Joshua could actually take um, one of Wilder's shots really and truly yeah I think we've seen you know, that so... I think I think we you know when we, when we cover, the, cover, cover the Joshua Wilder thing it's one of the points we're going to be picking up on you know when we sort of compare strengths and weaknesses yeah. I think you know we can say Joshua has been buzzed in the past you know, and it's gonna it's gonna key risk key risk to him. And uh, Jason, it's Tommy. Uh, yeah. Just one more question before we move on to uh, AJ Wilder. Yes. Yeah, um, with Parker, do you think he relied too much on his uh, work rate at the start to try and impress the judges instead of landing significant shots? Yeah, yeah. I believe he, I believe he did. Um, I mean, my you know my problem with really and truly is that. I didn't actually look at this fight thinking, is Parker going to do something? I was just more thinking, what, what is Joshua, what kind of message is Joshua going to send? Yeah, because there didn't really and seem to me, be any... Really 
any real game plan down the stretch. Um, in terms of the first few rounds, it was pretty boring to the eye. Um, you know, not much was really going yeah. uh, going on, and m- many punches being landed, but it didn't really seem um, that Parker had any real initiative down the stretch to you know get in, get on the inside and impose himself as a as a threat to uh, AJ. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really think there was a couple of times when I thought that yeah, he he was a threat, like when a couple of punches connected Joshua. Um, but then I'm just thinking, like he wasn't no threat. So then I don't know why. Why is Joshua? I really thought Joshua was scared to get hit by him. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> I think you know it was too much, so, too much safety first, too much safety first from Joshua. You know, they yeah. put an Instagram post up later on saying as well, you know, welcome to the science of hit and not be hit. But you know what, man? Like Joshua, that's not what Joshua, nah. that's not what his fan base expecting. That's not what his, that, his fan base nah, on. Nah, nah. I mean? I don't, we, the... we, we don't want that. Yeah. Think, <laughs> well, yeah. Let, let me ask yeah. you guys a question. So am I being too hard on Joshua or do you think that was duly his, that was real, that was his game plan, basically, and he just stuck to his game plan? What do you guys think for that? Go on, you go for it, coach. I mean, I mean, I say, um, I wouldn't say harsh. I think, as you said, um, the way the lenses you had for this fight was you were looking for a statement to be made by Joshua, which I was also looking for. Um, I think the statement was that he can half fight behind the jab. I don't think you could say he was massively convincing because there were no real one-twos in the fight. So it's not like he was double jab, one-two, you know, mixing it up. Um, so I think you're not being, I don't think you're wrong to be critical. I think, you know, it, it was not a performance that is going to scare Furies or scare Wilder. Mm. Who, yeah. Or maybe even Parker, who, let's be honest, are probably the, the elite heavyweights that are out there at the moment. So I don't think you're being yeah. critical. Um, I think we have to do praise him because, you know, he improves in the sense of he did make improvements. So one thing I noticed, which was good, which is clearly for the Wilder fight, is that he kept his right hand very secure to his jaw. Um, so, yeah, I saw that, yeah. yeah. So, so you see that he's improved with his boxing. I don't think his foot movement is still great, but I think it was better. You know, where it, wouldn't, where it needed to be much better, it was cut off the ring. So we're seeing that, okay, he can move a bit lighter on his foot. He's less robotic, but he doesn't, he's not cutting off the rings. For somebody, you're fine, Parker, you have to cut off the ring. You know, you've got that, yeah. you've got that <clears throat> advantage. So you can keep your dab out there, which you were doing. Yeah. But you should have used that to also cut off the wing, in my opinion. So, cool. yeah. guys, let's keep let's yeah. keep the let, let's keep the coolers rolling because we've yeah, got quite a few moving. up. So, yeah. Jason, thank you very much, yeah. man. Stay on the line because we're going to be talking yeah, about Joshua guys. Wilder as well. Thank you very much, mate. Will do. All right, cheers, cheers, cheers mate. Uh, so we got two five one two five one. Hello. Hey, how you doing, guys? Yeah, you do, mate. How you doing, mate? Yeah, it's big, mate. Yeah, not too bad, but hanging in there, man. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, D, what do you think about the overall performance of the fight? And I think we're going to have to go into Joshua Wilder section as well because we're going to start running into into our time. What do you think of the overall performance? And and uh, how what, what would you, how would you say this performance? What kind of significance would it have when he's fighting Wilder? I think I think I guess he got the job done, so the win's a win, but. AJ didn't get to the point of having these packed out venues and um, you know the, the the talk of the town by having comfortable, um, careful wins. Mm. It was kind of like a Klitschko type performance, and I think the, the AJ fans specifically want to see what's got him to this point, and that's the that's the KOs in fashion, mm. in good fashion. Mm. So 
for getting the win, but um, I wouldn't. I would like. I would. I would hope that that's not the um, the style going forward. And uh, D is Tommy. Um, I just want to ask: Do you think, do, um, like you just touched on there? Obviously, AJ is expected to, you know, knock these guys out before six rounds. You know, early doors. But um, do you think we saw a different side to AJ uh, being able to be composed down the stretch and go the distance? Yeah, I, I mean, I was listening to some of the things, well, what I could hear from the um, the corner, and I guess he followed what his what his what his what his coach wanted him to do. They seemed happy with his, with what he was doing, and they, he was instructed to continue on. So I guess in that regard, it's good that he has the discipline to do that if necessary. I just would like that to not be what he does all the time. Um, and and I think I think Inam said it as well. It. It wasn't really, if I'm being brutally honest, it wasn't necessarily what I would define as the sweet science, you know. Exactly. I think Mayweather portrayed that really well. I don't think that we necessarily saw a beautiful boxing um, performance. We just saw a safe win. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. have to agree. And D, on that, and I think D, you, you hit the nail on, on the head with that. And I was going to go back to a point where you mentioned the Klitschko type style. Um do you yeah. think we will begin to see more of that from him, knowing that he seems to have taken some advice from Banks? Um, and do you think Joshua can execute that? Because I don't know if you saw any of the other fights, but somebody who hit, executed a, a great time was, for me, that night was Cordina. The way he fought, that was the sweet science hit and don't get hit, but still come forward throwing combination punches. Do you think Joshua can execute it so, so effectively? I don't think he can because he, he, he doesn't, he's not loose enough. Um, maybe in time, I mean, maybe it's a bit harsh. Maybe in time he can, but I guess we've got to bear in mind that Klitschko was initially taught that whole that method by the by the late great Emmanuel Stewart, you know. So for him to be able to do that with, with without getting that level of um, teaching was pretty a tough task. Yeah. So now I don't necessarily think he can perfect it as as Klitschko, Klitschko does or did. So, uh, Adi, cool. who who should he fight next? I mean, are, are, are we saying we now, from the from a hardcore fans' perspective, do we now want to see the Wilder fight, or what do you think is likely to happen? I think I think all boxing fans would like to see the Wilder fight, but what's likely to happen? I don't think it will be the Wilder fight. I think he's going to end up being um, Baby Miller in New York maybe to help with the HBO uh, match from USA venture. Um, and it goes with the narrative that we've been hearing from um, Matchroom where they want to build the fight, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think we'll see the wilder fight. I hope we will put it that way. Do you think that comes down to politics, D? Do you think the sort of, you know, the differences between the broadcasters and, you know, getting the fair, um, you know, part of uh, the fair split between the two, do you think that's going to play a part in uh, delaying the fight? Well, just to you know, quick, I think I think. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, just just to quickly cut in there. I mean, we've seen a, a article from Gareth Davis, haven't we? That's been going around for the last couple of days, yeah. where you know she's interviewed Shelley Finkel, who is you know he's one he's the one of the key players in the Wilder side, and they've agreed. They said, look, we've agreed a sixty four split. Yeah. You know, so that's pretty. You know, I think if we can take that as being correct, then Shelley Finkel is saying they've accepted a sixty forty split. Um, do you believe you know that? What? Do you believe that? And when they're talking about a fight in the summer now. Looking at Gary Davis on the Telegraph. I think I think all those all those um, posts that I've seen online and what you just touched on there, I think it's clickbait. 
I mean, Wilder, Wilder and his team have been saying that since last year, November, that mm. they're happy to take the whatever split, they're happy to come to the UK. I think it's just a headline for people to click on. Mm. I don't really think it's anything new. It's what we've already heard from, um, like Shelly Shelley Winkle uh, said it um, post-fight Lewis Ortiz. Uh, Wilder's consistently said he'd even take 10% as long as they're willing to take the reverse. So I just think it's just all just headlines. I, I, until... and. What I would like to see is um, a picture of those guys in the offices. If I mm. saw something like that online with, with um, Wilder's guys and Eddie in the office talking, then I'd be like, oh, okay. But if it's just those lot saying, yeah, we're willing to accept this or AJ say we're willing to accept that, I think it's just clickbait, to be honest with you. Cause yeah. what's your view on and it? Yeah, I, have to, I have to agree with that. Because um, I read also the article in, although, yes, it is a new article that's out there, I think if you read it, for me, it's more as if Sonny Finkel is saying that's what we're prepared to agree to. I don't think it, it sounds like Matchroom have actually offered that to them as of late. Yeah. I think what he's trying to say is he wants to have that conversation. So, yeah, I mean, for me, the interesting thing, quickly going back in, on this Wilder um, Joshua fight, will be Matchroom's uh, seeming early relationship with HBO. Could that potentially add more politics and put a spanner in the works in terms of the timeline. That's one thing I have. I think we have to keep an eye on because Joshua is now soon out of contract. I think that's the bottom line. Yeah, sure Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we won't I don't think we'll have an obstacle um I think any obstacles that are put out there are just excuses to be honest because we've seen it in the past where when it's fights of a certain magnitude, um HBO and Showtime can work together. So I yeah. think it's really more about um, in, in this regard, Matram, AJ, they're the A-side. So if they want the fight, the fight will happen. That's how I think it is. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be um, any clashes I, between presenters because he's also, I think, showed, uh, signed up with Showtime. Wilder fights on Showtime. So that shouldn't be an issue at all. Yeah, because yeah, Wilder's on Showtime and it looks like Matram's moving to HBO. No, but, but yeah, you know, fights on if Showtime, it ends though. up being it still shouldn't get in the way of making the fight happen. And if it, and if it, and if it, and I think if I, I like document it, have it recorded. If if that ends up being an excuse, then it's just an excuse. I don't think there should be any um, obstacle to making that fight happen. If if um, Matram won it and um, Rob McCracken, we got we got to always bear in mind Rob McCracken as well. If Rob McCracken thinks AJ's ready, if AJ thinks he's ready, and if Eddie thinks, if they all collectively think, yeah, we can win this, the fight will happen. If they don't, for whatever reason, uh, then it won't. Okay, yeah. D, thank you very much for that. Tom, do you want to just add any, anything to those points to the guys that maybe we go to the next caller? Yeah, I just got one question I just wanted to ask. Obviously, you touched on there about, um, you know, a potential fight with Miller. And uh, AJ's alluded to um, after the fight with Parker that, you know, he doesn't really need to go over to the States, only to build his uh, fan base over there. But do you think um, that an AJ fight with Wilder... Um, should take place in the UK uh, first. Obviously, if there is a rematch uh, clause there to have a fight in Vegas, um, AJ's probably content with uh, staying in the UK. Yeah, I think... I'm sorry, go deep. If the fight gets signed, it definitely will be um, in the UK first, rematch in Vegas or rematch in the Barclays Centre. That's what I think would happen. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. fight where you must have a rematch. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I agree. I think there'll definitely be a rematch and it deserves to be in the UK and the rematch, whatever happens, is in the Vegas. Cool. 
Yeah. Well, D, thank you very much, man. Stay on the line. Uh, we're going to put through a couple more callers. Thank you very much for calling in, Cheers, mate. Thank you for the support. Just Cheers, appreciate mate. that. Appreciate no problem, guys. Thank you, man. Okay. So we've got 081081. Hello. What? What's going on, lads? Nicholas here. Nicholas, how, you, how you doing, man? You all right? I'm all right, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. How, how, how was your weekend away in, bo- in boxing? Uh, weekend. Yeah, yeah, weekend was all right. You know, it was it's always nice to go to Cardiff. Yeah. So, uh, nice, nice weekend there, you know, with the event, everything going on. Describe the, um, describe the experience. Describe the, you know, being in the arena, being part of 80,000 fans, the music, the fire, the lights. Describe, yeah, describe yeah, you know what? Me, I, I, I have to say on that note, I have to give it up to Eddie Han because uh, you know what? It's the, he really doesn't know what, what to do to just kind of like prepare an event with all the fire going on and, you know, all the, the, the live bands playing and everything else. You know, the way AJ came and then they lifted him up on that machine and everything, you know, he, he does do that very, very well. He really puts a lot, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of thinking to it. And yeah, Cardiff is always nice. So it's nice. It's so it's like the whole the whole place is just buzzing. From I went into town earlier for lunch, and you could see it was already buzzing, man. Everybody mm-hmm. was just like packed everywhere. Everybody was eating, talking about the fight. Everybody was already discussing what you think is going to happen. So yeah, Cardiff is always a nice place to go to. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, Nicholas nice, is Tom. Nice here. event. Hey, how you doing, Tom? You alright? Yeah, not too bad. I was just going to um. I was going to touch on the uh, potential um, Wilder unification fight uh, next. Obviously, yeah. he's got the uh, WBC belt. Joshua's picked up the uh, the rack of uh, heavyweight belts. Um, do you see that fight happening next? You know what? Uh, I would love to see that fight happening next. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think, basically, personally, I've been feeling that AJ has been slowly kind of training himself for the wilder fight. Hence him getting a little bit leaner and trying to box a little bit different, be a bit more defensive because he knows that wilder packs a big punch. But then again, he kind of tested himself out against Parker. I think the way he fought, there was a game plan to it. But the way it happened, and I don't know what everybody thought. I feel the fight was much closer than what everybody thinks. I think AJ won. Mm. I don't believe this 119, 109 nonsense, 118, 110. I think the judges are... Yeah. I don't know what fight they were watching, but it was not that close. They I haven't seen it on TV man. again. They were taking crack yeah, those judges. I have not seen it on TV again, but I know for sure from what I saw there, it was not a 118, 110 fight. <clears throat> that was just purely ridiculous. Yeah. So was... based on that, I don't think, even if the public pushes it, I don't think AJ's team is going to take the wilder fight next because I feel that Personally, he doesn't feel confident himself yet to take on Wilder. Do you think Wilder would Especially... take? God, no. I think, I... yeah, no. I think Wilder would take the fight tomorrow. Mm. I think he's made it very, very clear. He's already talked about the split. It doesn't have to be a fifty-fifty. He would take a probably sixty-four, seventy-thirty. He's already... he's made it clear about that. Uh, he's made it clear they will come to the UK for the fight. He was willing to go to Russia, so I don't think that's even the problem. I think really all the hurdles are coming from AJ's team. Yeah, let's bring Kodjo into I this think... conversation. Kodj, when do you think this fight, if this fight doesn't happen this summer, when do you think the fight is likely to happen, number one? And why is the mm-hmm. Wilder fight, Wilder AJ fight so significant in relation to boxing history? Um, okay, so do I think it will happen this summer? 
I would go with no. I'll be massively impressed if uh, they sign up for that deal this summer, and I'll take that as a sign of confidence on Joshua's side. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, if I'm being honest, if they stretch the fight out to next year. I think we might have to keep an eye on things moving into Gerald Miller, potentially even Povetkin for um, sort of uh, opponent level. Um, so that makes me feel we will just fight once. I don't see why Joshua would fight again in June after just doing 12 rounds and then again November. I don't see that happening. Um, no. So the, for me, the significance of the Wilder fight, basically we're talking about two undefeated uh, champions. One is a unified, one holds the prestigious green and uh, gold uh, WBC that all the icons are pictured with. Um, it's a massive opportunity in my mind to kind of like cement boxing, um, but also to kind of have one undisputed champion, which we always want. You know, mm. there's some entertaining fights out there. So I think while the few, uh, Joshua, um, also in my opinion, it's, I say it's a 50-50 fight um, because you see Wilder, yes, he's a one-trick pony. You know, he just has that right, right hand. You can outbox him, but will you be able to outbox him for 12 rounds? You have to be highly skilled to do that. Mm. You have to be, in my mind, an, an Ortiz who couldn't do that or Fury, who mm. potentially could do that. Mm. Joshua, at the moment, there's still a couple of question marks. Mm. There's still mm. a couple of mm. question marks. So I think that's just the biggest fight, and it's the best we the best. Do you think Joshua had an off night? Is that a possibility? Or do you think this was the game plan? I, I no. don't think so at all. I think that was a game plan, if you ask me, man. And I'm why is that? Off night at is, all. Is, 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 is because like, you could see he was being safe. Is this like he a future... Being, is this like a future game plan, fighting Wilders, this safety first approach? Exactly. I, yeah, that's what, I, that's, what, that's what I was saying at the beginning. I thought he was slowly preparing himself for Wilders. So I think in this fight, he went with a game plan to try to get hit as less as possible because we know that Wilder packs that punch that can knock any man out. So he's thinking, all right, so let me go with a different approach, see if I can not get touched much more and just outbox him because... Not that he's going to need to do that with Wilder. He can knock out Wilder. But I think because he's lacking confidence, he wants to play safe. He just wants to go and just outbox Wilder, even though he can knock him out also if he wants to. Mm. I mean, and it's also elite level. I think whatever you say, look at all the kind of fights we've seen where it's, you know, we know it's on the line, it's a pick and fight. They usually start off quite slow. So people will quite naturally cautious. Um, I think for me, it's all about Joshua being fine-tuned. I think they want to fine-tune Joshua into a position where they, they're very confident that he said that the whole team are very confident that they'll beat him. Um, you know, they can't afford to be a little bit tired in the seventh and eighth round and take a big hit from Deontay Wilder early in one of those rounds and try to last two or three rounds like he did with Klitschko. Yeah. You, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. One, one, that, so, uh, one, one point I'd just like to make, guys, yeah, is after Wilder became champion, everyone was on his case to fight Klitschko, yeah? And this was something that came out very recently. And the statement released by Shirley Finkel, his manager, was at the time, and this was after his, I think it was 32nd or 33rd fight, right? You know, that he became world champion, right? The, the question, the comment that his manager came out with, look, he's just a baby champ, he needs time to develop, Okay, so you put that into context and compare that to Joshua's career, right? Is you know he's significantly behind his development 
compared to someone who's fought 32, 33 times. And if his manager is talking about baby champs, he's a baby champ. That's his exact words, right? And he needs to be developed a bit more before he can take the likes of Klitschko. Then surely that should also be the case with Joshua, no? So, Inam, I'd like to put, so on that point, yes, there's no doubt Shelly Finkel said that. But remember, and if you check, if you know the date that, that statement was made, because it came out actually a while back, that was immediately after he beats the Verb for the belt. So mm. you've got to look at the timeline of when that fight happened. And are you realistically going to say that he should now fight Klitschko as his first defence? I don't think so. But yeah, we could agree. Um, while there is more experience, if you were to say it, in terms of a padded record, um, but I think, again, some of these statements, I don't think they're ultimately relevant now because Joshua doesn't have one belt. Mm. He has four, mm. and he's had three. Mm. So you can't ask Fair for enough. big steps when you've got keys keys to the, the belly. As far as I'm exactly. exactly. Uh, it's too, way too late for that. What I will say with Joshua, and I repeat, you said it, he is the better fighter and he improves. So, like I said, once they fine-tune him into the position, they'll be very, very confident they're going to beat him because they can keep him. You know, look what Ortiz done for the first four rounds against Wilder. Mm. He outboxed him. Yeah. Wilder couldn't finish him, and then he had to let go in the fifth round and he started connecting with the power. Do you see what I mean? So now you're talking about Joshua, same height, um, you know, same, same type of power. It, 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 it's, it's, Joshua has more keys in his box to win the fight, in my opinion. Um, but Wilder's just a very dangerous fighter. And that's how I want to see that fight. Okay, Nicholas, thank you very I mean, much. Nat, what do you think? Sorry, go on. No, 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 I was just going to say, I mean, what's your thoughts on Wilder Parker? When, I mean, Wilder Joshua, when do you think that fight could get made? Man, like you, I'd like it to be made in the summer. But mm-hmm. I think, Never. listen, if it's not going to happen this year, it's going to happen next summer, isn't it? It's going to have to be summer 2019, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm just looking at mm-hmm. some of the stuff. You know, Povetkin has become his mandatory with both the WBA and WBO. Yeah. So, mm. and his foot at Cardiff has just knocked out David Price. So, there's an easy story to build there for the next fight. Yep. You know, let's get rid of our mandatories. You know, look at Joshua's fan base. I would say 85% of them are casual boxing fans. From the right, from the right. Yep. You know, one of those guys, yeah, you know, exactly. in, the, in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get those guys in the crowd telling AJ what to do, you know, a multi, multi, multi-bit holder. But, yeah, so when yeah. you sell a story like that to them, they just eat it. You know, they just eat it like, you know, cake. You know, they just believe anything. So I reckon next we'll probably be Povetkin because that will deal with two mandatories in one go. It just makes it just makes logical mm-hmm. sense and there's a story to build there. Yeah. You know, um, there's a possibility with Eddie Hearn banging on about uh, this letter he's received from the IBF where White, Dillian White and Pulev will be fight, can fight for a final eliminator for Joshua's IBF belt. So if that happens in the next few months, what we could have is a possibility of Povetkin, the next fight, followed by Dillian White, you know, sometime September, October, November, December time. I yes. think as well, I think Wilder would get disheartened uh, about not getting that shot at Wilder. I think Wilder's waiting for AJ, you know, for that uh, fight to be signed and sealed. Um, if it doesn't happen uh, in the summer or by the end of the year, then it's going to sort of, there's questions going to be asked about who does Wilder face next? Is there possible defence against Brazil? Is that going to, you know, reduce the, the hype of an AJ fight? And all those uh, questions kind of come into... Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah so, so I, take... think, I think I think I think yeah I I I think AJ is definitely not going to fight Wilder this year. 
I think at best it will be early next year. So me, if I was Wilder, I would definitely get another fight before the end of the year. Uh, you, you can't sit around for 12 months just yeah. hoping to get the AJ deal. Yeah. And I don't see that happening from AJ's camp. They can pretend that, yeah, they want to, but there's contractual issues, but I don't think that's the issue at all. They're just not ready for him. Or they don't want him right now. And if I was Wilder, I would get another fight before the end of the year because AJ will get another fight before the end of the year and he won't be Wilder. Yeah. I'm willing to bet on that. Nick, thank you so much, mate. Yeah. Uh, stay on the line. And no problem, brother. Season, Nick, thank you very much. Time. Cheers, mate. Nice one, nice one, guys. Guys, just um, just uh, as you say, uh, in, um, uh, Tom, I'm seeing that um, Canelo Triple G officially cancelled. Canelo has withdrawn from the Triple G rematch. Yeah, yeah, it's just popped up on uh, yeah. On Twitter, so yeah. yeah, guys, just you know, if you if you if this shocking bit of news that's come out, Canelo has just withdrawn. Uh, well, that's you know, what can you say? Canelo, I mean, it's good. It's good. This Spiker guy is a spoiled brat of boxing, mate. You know what I mean? It needs to be called to account. Yeah. You know, so yeah. let's put, carry on with the calls. We've got 298, 298. Oh, it's Mike Sarah. How you doing? Mike Sarah, how you doing, mate? Yeah, You're right. Mike. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, um, everybody keeps going on about this Joshua Wilder fight, you know? Mm. But um, don't forget Dylan White. Yeah. You know, he is, um, I believe also, I know you just mentioned about the IBF, but there's also the WBC route there. Mm. And I tell you what, tell me a bigger fight. Uh, British-wise, yeah, even bigger than Joshua Wilder. And that's Joshua versus White. And I'll tell you for White, because if White was to fight Wilder and spoil, and spoil, the, sorry about that, and spoil the script and annex the WBC Championship, then how about Wild, uh, Joshua versus White, the rematch? Remember the first fight, how close he had Joshua to defeat. Yeah. And it also, it's all four major, not your other titles, forget the IBO, all four major championships, yeah. WBA, WBC, yeah. IBF, WBO. Yeah. Now, that's two British world champions holding the major belts. To, that is a bigger fight than Joshua versus Wilder. Yeah. Joshua yeah. Wilder so? has a you question so? mark. Joshua Wilder has a question mark over it. Joshua White has even more questions marks over it because uh, White uh, came so close the last time. Uh, I, can't, I don't believe it. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Look, we're talking about undisputed heavyweight champion, number one, right? You can't say, you can't say White is a bigger star in boxing than White. Eh? What's his name, White? Yeah. Then, then that fight could, could well materialise if it should be um, jo uh, Wilder. The Wilder-Joshua fight definitely looks like it will come to fruition. Yeah? Because money talks. Forget about your... Uh, what's it? Sh is it Showtime who he fights for? Mm. And your Sky and all your politics? Forget that. These two guys want to fight each other. And at the end of the day, it's sexy, as Steve Bunt says. It's money. And money talks. Bullshit walks. Mm. Yeah? Pardon mm. my French. This fight will happen. I think it will happen this year. Mm. You think it's going to happen this year? Yeah, definitely. Yes, it will happen this year. Forget Povetkin and that. White may well fight Povetkin. I mean, mm. this could be, again, we don't know. I mean, I'm saying, what if uh, White, I'm just looking at scenarios, for example. You know, White, if he was to fight Wilder, wouldn't it be a bigger fight, in my opinion, than mm. Joshua versus Wilder? Yeah. I'm getting sick of this Joshua Wilder talk. It's just Joshua Wilder, Joshua, all the time, I'm just getting, you know. But, as I say, we don't know what's in the future now, what's being laid out, you know. 
this fight could happen, a Wilder versus White, then again you could get Joshua White, and then White could fight Povetkin. Now, Povetkin, I don't think he's going to stand much of a chance against Joshua. I really don't. I think he's six foot two. Now, Parker, on the other hand, that fight, I mean, he came to fight, but come on, let's be fair here. That referee made an absolute balls up of that fight. Mm. That guy, that referee should never be allowed to referee a major championship fight ever again. Mm. He ruined that fight, and it's a disgrace. And I'll tell you what it reminded me of. It reminded me of way back in March of 80 when our own Alan Minter beat Vito in the Fermo for the world middleweight title. And what year was that, that Michael? What, what, what year was that? 1980, March 16th, 1980. Okay. Uh, yeah? Okay. And, and Alan Minter, he beat Antoine Fermo over... But... He, gave, he administered a boxing lesson to Antifermo, but Antifermo, beforehand, took on a defence against Marvin Agler. And he, was ne- and he held Agler to a Michael, draw. Michael, just so you know, look, we're running out of time, that, Michael. Let's, let's, keep, let, let's try and keep it with, uh, relevant to the to, uh, judge. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. Padilla, Carlos Padilla, that particular night in Vegas with Minter Antifermo, he kept breaking the action. He kept stopping Antifermo fighting his fight. Mm. So it may well have been... It, he, he didn't... He stunk the joint at the referee. It wasn't those two guys. It was them. It was him, the referee. He just did not help Wilder. He did not help Parker. He, he helped Wilder. Um, Sky weren't biased for a change. They actually admitted that who does the referee favour in this fight? It's mm. Joshua. Mm. Because it sure ain't Parker. Because he's, he's taking Parker's power away from him. He's not letting him get inside. He's not letting him throw his big shots. Mm. And this, this is where it screwed up the fight. But there you go. We're all 20 quid down. And, I mean, it wasn't a great show, was it? I didn't enjoy the show. No. I, pretty, I mean, we didn't even no. get to watch Joshua Boatsu, a work in progress at Lightning. Boatsu. Boatsu. That was yeah. before Caldina. Yeah. Yeah. But you mentioned earlier about Caldina being able to box differently to Joshua. Caldina, you must remember, didn't have Joseph, a Joseph Parker-type opponent in front of him. Styles do make fights. Yes. Um, so when do you want to see the Wilder fight next, then, is a question. Do you want to see it? Irrespective of what you think is going to happen. Yeah, 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 I do. And I who do. wins? Wilder, as I say, is te- technically very poor. For a guy who's 40 and 0, a slate of 40 and 0 and 39 KOs, but as they say, you must never knock an unbeaten record. But the thing with that fight is I would like to see it, yes. But the fight I would really like to see is White versus Joshua, the rematch. That's okay. the one I... But again, that could well happen. I mean, if, if whoever... If Joshua... But all I'm saying is, from a money point of view, from the British fans' perspective, forget the Americans, the British fans' perspective, to have two world champions... Now, you must remember, if White, hypothetically, was to beat fight Wilder and beat Wilder, yeah, for example, then you have a guy who's got what they call the main belt in in, in world boxing, WBC, you know, but it isn't the, the belt that makes the fighter, it's the fighter that makes the belt. You must remember. Mm. Now, this, but the thing is... He has the WBC, for example, White. And you've got Joshua with the other three titles. That's four world championships on the line. White's, you know, he's been there. He's fought Joshua. There's still a lot of question marks. It's unfinished business between them two. Trust me. Mm. You know, okay, he may have, the, the fight was probably stopped fair and square. But he has Joshua's Michael, uh, Michael, we're running out of time, mate. We've got a couple more lines to go through. Listen, mate, thank you very much for calling in and really appreciate your support. Cheers, Michael. Cheers, Michael. Cheers, Cheers Michael. mate. Thanks, thanks. Cheers. So, last caller, we got uh, 909. 909, how you doing? Not too bad, Tom. How about yourself? Oh, it's Raf. How you doing, Raf? 
Cheers for uh, being patient. Um, so yeah, no just... worries, no worries. Get straight to it. Um, what was your assessment of the uh, fight from the weekend? Um, I'm not taking anything away from Joshua, but um, I think there are a few factors that sort of overrode that, one of them being uh, the judging panel and the other being the referee. Um, it was disappointing in the sense that, you know, it, it, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to work out that that was in no way, shape or form between the five judges, sorry, between the three judges, the five-point margin between them. Yeah. I think the scores were 1-1-9, 1 one and then... 1-1-8, um, 1-10 was... or whatever, you know, he's just... Ridiculous yeah, scoring, and you know, f- I mean, five rounds between the three judges. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man, but <laughs> there you go. Um, the fight itself, I thought it was a shame with the ref. I mean, as the guys mentioned before, Parker looked more dangerous coming on the inside given the uh, physical disadvantages, obviously. Um, so it was a shame in that sense. But that aside, um, I think there really was only going to be one winner. Uh, but I guess you can make a case for Parker in the sense that if he'd been allowed in range, that could have opened up a lot more. Yeah. And uh, Raf, do you think um, Wilder and Fury uh, looking on, do you think they'll take a lot of confidence from uh, AJ's performance? Um, Fury, definitely. Uh, Wilder, I think he'll be indifferent because um, at the end of the day, I think there's only so much that Wilder could take from it in the sense that he had dodgy moments as well in his performance against Ortiz most recently, but for Fury, who's a technical boxer, I think he'll gain a lot of confidence from that. But then in saying that, I think he would have had that regardless because he always thinks he's had AJ's number from day one. Yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, I mean, I, there's a question I had for you guys today, actually, which was, um, you know what's just come about with the 60-40 U-turn with um, Wilder and Joshua? It was, I think it was for the best part of the past 20, 12 to 18 months that Wilder was saying um, he was holding out for 50-50 saying it doesn't matter if he's got three belts and I've got one, it has to be 50-50 and he was to some extent pushing the America side but all of a sudden overnight we're hearing 60-40 to Joshua and he's willing to come here and I don't know about you guys but to me something doesn't add up, I don't know whether it's some contractual intermediaries or whatnot, but you know something doesn't add up in that sense Um, it just seems all too sudden um, but I think that's probably something politically motivated. I just, um, <clears throat> I just can't see how overnight he's conceded 60-40 after holding out 50-50 for so long and willing to come here as well. Yeah. Raf, thank you very much, mate. We're back to finish off the show. Listen, mate, thank you very much for your, for calling. Thank you very no much worries for Please all. do call in next week again. Pleasure. And Cheers, Raf, mate. Speak to you man. Cheers, mate. No worries. Cheers, thank you. So we've got one last caller. It's 985, 985. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? How are we doing, fellas? Oh, it's Dan. How are we doing, How are you doing, fellas? Right. Dan. Yeah, Dan. Yes, hey. me, yeah. Thank Back you. on the scene. Back on the scene, man. He said, Dan, give us a, give us a ban or a rant on uh, Wilder Joshua. What's your take on the whole thing? What should happen? When what should it happen? Know? Why is it not happening? Uh, Go hard, I mate. Go hard. Happen. I think it will happen. Yeah. I think it will happen. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. When's it going to happen? When? Before the end of the year, I reckon. Yeah, okay. You think more realistically December time? Say that again? Do you think it's more realistic that the uh, AJ Wilder fight will happen December time as opposed to the summer? Yeah, I would say more 
I'd say more around that time, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I reckon it will happen. Why not? Yeah, hopefully. Why not? Yeah, I just, think, I just think but it's what? a stadium yeah. fight. You know, it's a big stadium, probably like a Wembley Stadium kind of fight. And it's a summer fight. You know, um, so for that, if, I think if it's just not made this summer, mate, it's going to have to be next next year. That, I just think that's what it's, that's how it just seems to me. It's a big summer fight, you know, summer blockbuster. Um, yeah, and it just needs to happen during that period. It's still not got that, for me, it's still got that same impact during Christmas time or December time, you know. You know, all the big fights happen in Wembley during the summer. Carl Froch, George Groves, Joshua Klitschko, you know. You just need that kind of environment for it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But listen, um, what about James the Girl then? Yeah, and we're going to actually touch what on that. What do you that. reckon? Um, yeah, well, we'll ask you, what's, um, what's your opinions about the uh, fight? Do you think um, the girl's being a bit, uh, you know, underestimated tracks a little bit for this uh, rematch? Yeah, he's underestimating him. I mean, um, tracks, you've got to give him his props. Um, he come over here and he's done the business. Um, the girl was overlooking him which was very disrespectful, and I think he's going to get turned over again because it seems like he hasn't learnt his lesson. Uh, so, you know, I can only see him losing on Saturday, to be fair. You know, uh, D, he's, he's blaming an injury. He's saying last time he went in, he was injured. This time he's not. Do you think that's just a comparable yeah. story to cover his poor performance last time? And uh, 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 <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I've got you a bit stuck there, haven't I? Maybe Kodjo yeah, can take yeah, over. You've got me a bit stuck. Me, me personally, yeah? yeah. This is me. Yeah. Right, you're in the fucking ring. Do the business. Yeah. Don't matter if you're fucking. If you're a champion, right? Yeah. Don't matter if you're fucking eighty percent, seventy percent. Do the fucking business. Yeah. You're all giving it all this. Yeah. Do the business. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Against the fucking, what, against the fucking blown up middleweight? Exactly. Yeah. And do you think this is the end for the girl if he loses or doesn't look impressive uh, Saturday night? Well, where's there for him to go if he loses? Yeah, that's it. I think he said where's, pretty much himself. Where, where? He said it himself, if he loses, he's going to retire. You know, let's bring Kodge into this conversation. Kodge, you there? Yes, so yes. Yeah, Coach, um, what do you think about the whole Gigel situation, man? Gale. Can he win? How does he win? And if he loses, does he retire? I mean, I think, I think he's, he's going to try... I, I really think he's going to try and outbox uh, Caleb Truax. Um, I think there's definitely a chance of doing that. Um, he's, he, we know that he can fight on the road, um, arguably against better opponents than Truax. Um, I think... You know, we need to see him win. I think I agree with you guys. If he doesn't win, um, there's going to be a lot of questions as to where he goes next, what becomes of him. Um, I think this rubbish about injury, I mean, I'm not a fan of I don't like when people say that because I think, you know, it just detracts from what the opponent's done to beat you. For me, exactly. Caleb Trex came to the UK and fought a very hard fight. He put it on the girl and he wanted it more. Yeah. Um, so the question is, is Caleb Trex going to also want it more to retain it? I don't know. I have to be honest. I don't know much about him. But if you were to ask me who would I say wins, I'd probably go with the girl on points. And do you think, Coach, that it needs to be... Yeah. Do you think it needs to be a similar performance to the, the Gale-Durrell uh, fight when he won the IBF title? 
exactly that kind of. Um, but he's got to make sure he doesn't gas in, which we know he does in in a lot of his fights. Um, even the Butte fight, I think he has to be even as similar as that. Um, just boxing move. Um, but he he, he gasses um, and his defense is low. So you know, I this... think it's, it's going to be an interesting fight. This all sort of reminds me a bit of... What are you guys of, going with? Yeah, what I'm thinking of, it's almost, it almost reminds me a bit of Chocolatito versus Ring Versailles. Yeah, the first mm. time Ring Versailles beat Chocolatito, everyone's saying, oh, he was uh, probably a bit jammy, blah, 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 right? Second time round, he just mm. whacks him out, right? I think this is going to happen here, mate. I don't know if he's going to get knocked out, but I think Caleb Pratt's going to win probably a bit more comfortably. And the reason I'm saying that, if you look right. at the trajectory of... The girls' performances—it's always been poor, 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 poor. It's just about one, right? You know, when he won the title, it was like that. Lucien Butte, it was like that. Badu Jack, it was like that. They're all subpar performances. Porky Medina, subpar performance. The, you know, when he lost to Caleb Tracks, it was not really a big surprise to me, to be honest. And I think it's just at the end of his career, man. And this—I think it's just going to bow out. It's going to be his final one, mate. I think Caleb Tracks is going to be too fresh for him. He's a champ. He's fighting. You know, in his country this time. Bear in mind, James Digo is fighting on the undercard, man. He's fighting on the undercard of Heard um, and Eris Landi Lara as they fight for the 150 mm. unification. You know, so that says a lot, man. It's fallen from grace. Yeah, so in my in my mind, I'm just thinking this is it for Digo, mate, to be honest. Last last chance. Are you so you're going with tracks to I'm win? I'm going for tracks, yeah. Tracks on points. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to call, really, because I think since uh, Truex won the uh, title, he's not really been given the credit he might um, well have deserved for coming over to the UK and beating, you know, a top name in uh, DeGale. And I think if DeGale's, you know, underestimating him, he's going to get the shock of his life, I think, on Saturday if he's not up to scratch. Cool. Well, guys, I think that's about it. We're going to wrap it up for today. Uh, thanks to all our callers and all our listeners, everyone that's calling this show. Appreciate the support. Big up all the guys on Facebook and our social media page. Make sure you download the show tomorrow from iTunes and Android Podcast. You can also access it from our YouTube account and via our Blog Talk Radio account. And don't forget, guys, the next few weeks, we are bringing in visual recording equipment. We're going to stay to the art, man. We'll be broadcasting it visually as well, taking it to the next level. So thanks for all the support. Wraps on. Cheers, Cheers. Thanks, thanks, guys. guys.